Welcome to the Antioch Podcast. We're a justice-minded Christian church in beautiful Bend, Oregon, seeking and celebrating the reconciliation of all things. May the word of Christ dwell in you fully and give you peace. Pete, I'm one of the pastors here, and we are really glad that you're with us this morning. Um, I know I don't look that old, but I actually went to high school back in the late 1900s. <laughs> in my senior year, I somehow got elected to student body government. And we all had different roles. We had a president, a vice president, secretary, treasurer. I was the sergeant at arms which means that my job was to lead the Pledge of Allegiance during assemblies. So I'd have everybody stand, and then I'd say, I pledge allegiance to the flag, and then I'd just let people take it from there, and I was done. That was my entire job. And the rest of the time, I just kind of hung out, like they do in the real government. But for the Christmas assembly that year, they wanted us... Uh, in the student body to dress up in like Christmas costumes and do a bunch of games and skits for everybody. So it's the morning of the assembly and the students are packing into the gym and our team is meeting up backstage and I've got my Santa costume on, one of the girls is Mrs. Claus, we've got a few elves and then my best friend Chris Cleaver shows up. We all call him Cleave and he's dressed up like a I don't know, a really weird llama or something. And everyone's like, Cleaver, are, are you supposed to be a camel? And he's like, what? No, I'm Alf. And if you're from the late 1900s, you remember Alf, right? He was this furry little alien from a TV show in the 80s. Well, that's who Cleave is dressed up as for our Christmas assembly. And we're like, Chris, you were supposed to get an elf costume, not an elf costume. <laughs> you thought we wanted you to dress like a Christmas elf? And he's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. And so right about then, the bell rings and the assembly starts. And so we go out onto the basketball court in front of the entire school, Santa and Mrs. Claus and a few elves and Alf. And there's actually a picture of this in our yearbook. (laughs) You can't see my face. I'm Santa with an elf on my lap. But you can see we were laughing so hard that we could barely talk. And it may not sound very spiritual, but that is one of my favorite Christmas memories. Because there's something holy about laughter. And for Christians, Christmas truly is a holy day. That's what holiday means, a day set apart for a special purpose. And what makes Christmas holy isn't that there's something magical about December 25th, but that it's a day set apart to celebrate the birth of the Holy One. So kids, whose birthday are we celebrating? Very good. Here's another one. Who knows how old he's turning? Does anybody know? There it is. 2023. Very good. Uh, Roughly. Let me... Homeschooled? 
No, all right. <clears throat> We're going to take a few minutes this morning and look at the Christmas story that Natalie read for us from the Gospel of Luke. And we're just going to focus in on one verse, Luke 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. This is the first Christmas sermon ever preached. The angel announces the birth of Jesus with three short phrases. Good news of great joy for all people. And we're going to look at each of these starting with good news. You may have noticed the loop of classic Christmas movies playing when you came in this morning. And the reason that so many of these films have stood the test of time is that not only are they entertaining, but they're also instructive. Like they all have some sort of life lesson that they teach us. So for example, my personal favorite, It's a Wonderful Life. And it's a movie about a man's search for meaning. And it teaches us that success isn't about money or accomplishments, it's about living with integrity and loving those around you. So, live for your eulogy, not your resume. That's a wonderful life. Or what about a Christmas story? It's a story about a kid named Ralphie who is convinced that happiness is just around the next corner. But what it teaches us is that there's a difference between your strongest desires and your deepest desires, between what you want and what you really want. So don't let your strongest desires blind you to your deepest desires. Blind you, shoot your eye out, you get it, all right. <laughs> Couple more, how about the Polar Express? It's a movie about a group of kids on a magical train ride to the North Pole. But what it teaches us is that where you're going doesn't matter nearly as much as how you get there. The journey is the destination. So enjoy the ride and pay close attention to the kind of person you're becoming. Last one, another Christmas classic, Die Hard. <laughs> Just kidding, Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. It's actually an Advent movie. It's about a group of people in captivity who are waiting for their rescuer to come and save them. So, besides being funny or warm-hearted, most of our favorite Christmas movies have some kind of lesson that they teach us. Or in other words, they offer us good advice. But this is what sets the Jesus story apart from all the rest. Notice that the angel doesn't say, I bring you good advice. He says, I bring you good news. And there's a big difference between good advice and good news. Good advice tells you to go and do something. Good news tells you something has already been done. And there are a lot of people that <clears throat> see the story of Jesus as a myth or a legend. Like even if it's not true, it probably still has some sort of moral value for us. But that's not actually how the Bible tells the story. Luke doesn't start with once upon a time or in a galaxy far, far away. He starts with, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. See, the Bible presents the birth of Christ as a historical event 
as a true story that actually happened to real people in the real world. So, the first point is that the story of Christmas isn't good advice, it's good news. And it's not just pretty good news, it's good news of great joy. Like, if this is really true, then it's the most amazing news anyone could ever hear. That's what we're talking about. Here's what I believe. The story of Jesus should sound like the best news you've ever heard in your life. And if it doesn't, then it's not your fault. But I'm not sure if anyone has ever really explained it to you before. Because even if you can't bring yourself to believe it for whatever reason, it should be at least something that you wish was true. It should sound too good to be true. So, what is the good news that brings great joy? The angel goes on, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, in the Bible, Lord isn't just a title, it's a name. It's Yahweh, the name of God. And so when the angel says that the Lord has been born in the city of David, he's making the outrageous claim that the baby in the manger is actually God who's come to earth as a man, that the creator has become part of the creation. And why did he come? The angel says, a savior's been born to you. He came to save us, not just inspire us or motivate us or enlighten us. Jesus came to save us. Dream with me for a moment. Imagine if anything were possible, anything at all, what would be the best news you could ever hear? We're setting the bar as high as it can go. What in your heart of hearts do you wish could somehow be true about the universe, about humanity, about life, about you? What if somehow everything that's wrong with the world, poverty, war, cancer, violence, abuse, What if everything that's wrong with people, greed, selfishness, hatred, addiction, and shame, what if everything you've been through, your pain and suffering, your depression or anxiety, your secret sins, your deepest regrets, what if I told you that one day it's all going to be made right? Like, what if there would be a day where there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain? And like, all the damage to our planet will be reversed, ecosystems restored, and all the extinct species of plants and birds and animals would be brought to life. And all human conflicts from interpersonal to international would not only be resolved, but redeemed into joyful, harmonious relationships. What if you could see God face to face and find out that he's nothing but good and kind and he loves you more than you could ever imagine? What if you could know for sure that you're doing a good job and that your life matters and then it's going to be okay? Is that the kind of news that would bring great joy? That's what we're talking about here. 
the best news that anyone could ever hear. And that's what the Bible says God is doing when he sends his son to be our savior. He's launching a cosmic revolution to make everything new, including you and me. And that's the good news of great joy or the gospel of Jesus. And I understand if you can't believe it, it's pretty hard to believe. But don't you at least wish it were true? Wouldn't it be amazing if you could know for sure that there was hope, and not just for you, but for all of us? Well, that's the last part of the angel's message. Good news of great joy for all people. Do you know that today we're celebrating Christmas with over two billion other Christians around the world? And sometimes we think of Christianity as a Western faith, but the truth is that most Christians today live in the global south, in Africa, Latin America, Southeast Asia. Christianity is not only the biggest, but also the most culturally, racially, and ethnically diverse movement in human history. There's nothing else even like it. And so Jesus isn't just good news for a specific type of person. He's for all people. All people? Really? What if I'm not exactly the religious type? What if I'm not quite sure about all this? That's okay. Because no matter who you are, or how you've lived, and whether you believe it or not, Jesus has come for you. And he loves you, and he wants you, and he wants to save you, and heal you, and spend forever with you. So in closing, I want to read the angel's words one more time. But this time, I want you to imagine that he's speaking directly to you. He says your name. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So my question for you is, what are you going to do with this Savior who's been born for you? There are a lot of really messed up versions of Christianity out there. Believe me, I know. And the Christian church has all sorts of problems. It always has and it always will. But what are you going to do with Jesus? For me, there's no other choice. Back in high school, I used to lead the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. And that's fine. But my first allegiance will always be to Jesus Christ. He is my Savior and Lord. He's the only hope for the world. He's the kindest person I've ever met. He's the only reason I'm still here, and I couldn't leave him even if I wanted to. So I hope you'll join me this Christmas and pledge your allegiance to Christ, the newborn king, and his kingdom that has no end. Love you all. Merry Christmas.